0: Welcome to season three of Inspo Podcast. This season, I'm answering your questions. So any question that I get that I think is valuable and I think that would have helped me when I first started, I'm going to give it all to you. Whether you're listening in your car or listening at home, I hope you enjoy season three of Inspo Podcast with Jenna Cash. Before we dive in, I just want to mention some of our classes that we've got coming up. Um, I've got some of my one-day workshops, um, some of my two-day classes, and some of my full four-day courses, um, which include the business portion coming up. You can head to SoCoLashes.com. We also have Disneyland coming up in September, um, and we have Houston coming up in June. So if you're interested in any of those, hop on SoCoLashes.com and reserve your seat today. Okay, this is your self-check. I want you to ask yourself, Is what you are selling making a profit or is it making a pretty picture? I think back long, long ago when I first started my salon and I was always really, really overly cautious, probably a little bit too cautious. And if anybody has heard my story, sorry for the repeat, but I'll kind of do a brief overview When I started my business, I knew this one particular location that I wanted and I wanted that location, not because it was amazing, not because it was the best location ever, but because I knew that the landlord had a really difficult time keeping a renter there. So along the long and the short of it was that I kept contacting her saying that I wanted to rent the location. And for whatever reason, she kept saying, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I have somebody interested, but I knew that that wasn't true. And finally, I just said, okay, her name was Karen. I said, okay, Karen, um, I'm going to keep calling you every Friday just to make sure that if this person who's interested backs out, I want you to know how bad I want this space. And I explained to her, this was a space that I had worked in previously. I'm very familiar with, you know, the rules and how the, um, that particular suite, all of its quirks, and I was okay with them. And after, oh gosh, maybe three months give or take. I'm trying to think back. I know I was more specific on an episode and I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was months. It was a while. She finally said yes, because I presented her with two business plans. I presented her with worst case scenario, business plan and best case scenario, business plan. My, my, (laughs) the biggest (laughs) stick was that I wanted her to be my business partner because at the time I'd never owned a business before. But one thing that I knew was that I knew a lot of people and I know that connections are huge in this industry. So what I said, my best case scenario was that, okay, I know that this week can fit this many people and this is the most amount of money that I think that I can make. This is the least amount of money I think that I could make, which was you know renting zero rooms um, but I could afford this much a month and I know that she's making zero dollars a month so this much a month was much better than zero dollars and I think at the time it was like I want to say I was out of pocket like six75 a month for a suite with one two rooms and five nail stations because at the time I did nails I'm a cosmetologist, but I did nails and you know, so I have her best case scenario, worst case scenario. And the shtick was I wanted her to be my business partner. And what that meant was the first thousand dollars would go to her. So if I didn't rent suites, I was responsible for $675 a month. I think that was the total. But when I did have um, renters, I was still out of pocket $675 or until we reached a $1,000 for the suite because that, that was at the time the price for the suite. So for example, let's say that I had three renters and that were they were renting for $500 each. The first thousand went to her as a landlord. And then thereafter, we split everything down the middle. So she was a silent partner. But on my end, I didn't have any, there was no gamble. There was no, oh my gosh, what am I going to do if this doesn't go south or if this goes south and this doesn't work. And something that she did that she didn't have to do was um, that she told me, if anything goes wrong, I don't want any bad um, blood between you and I. So any, any money that you put into it, I would like it to be a tangible item that you can take with you for the first 12 months. So for the first 12 months, she didn't want me to do any huge renovation or anything like that. So we actually ended up waiting to do the floors until maybe like a year and a half later. But the cool thing was because I did know so many people and I had worked with so many people, I was able to uh, fill my salon in, oh gosh, I don't know the exact time, but it was maybe six months. And then we ended up expanding into the suite next door, right? So the thing is, is what you're doing actually profitable? Because what I could have done is what many people do. They go into a business and they spend all of this money and it takes a long time to get that money back, right? Right. So instead of spending money right away, I just kind of, I think I painted and, God, I honestly think that that's it, you guys. I think I just painted and maybe I put new blinds up, but it was very minimal. My overhead cost for starting, including the furniture and everything was right around maybe between eight and 10, zero renovations. So the cool thing was, as I was making money, I was kind of slowly putting a little bit aside for renovations. And once I had enough money, I spent that on new floors. But the thing is, you guys, what you don't realize is that with a business partner, because I was splitting everything, I think, I want to say I I broke even after, God, two and a half years, broke even. And I only did the floors and I had my initial buy-in. Plus I had overhead, like... um, we didn't have a cleaning lady at the time but overhead like little things like coffee bar um uh water the water alhambra water um towels you know things like that which i would say we probably spent oh internet i want to say my average was like around 450 out of pocket a month so m- my whole point in this episode is Asking yourself is what you're doing making a profit or is it making a pretty picture? Because most of the time when we own a salon, we don't actually make money for like years. And if anybody saw my post last month, we spent ninety one thousand on the salon slash warehouse side, ninety one, and then the the remainder I think we spent fifty five on the where um which used to be the warehouse, which is now the academy. So we spent a total of one fifty five. Is that right? Is that? Hold on, no one thirty. We spent a total of one thirty five. Okay, you guys, I do lashes, I don't do math. We spent ninety one thousand on the salon slash warehouse side, and to- a total of one thirty five, I believe it was. So okay, you do the math. Um, but anyways, do you know how long that's gonna take somebody to break even? You don't really make money owning a salon, and I think that that sucks. That sucks because. You know, the people that do actually make money, they're looked at like greedy, but I get it because how are you supposed to open up a business and put everything on the line so that you can break even? It it just doesn't make sense. So, you know, owning a salon, if you actually do want to make a profit, I think is, well, you know, you have to have rental people who aren't renting. You have to have people that you're paying hourly because you don't turn a profit, you're so indebted to yourself, or some people take out loans. Which, oh my god, I can't even. Im- I, okay, if anybody has debt, I have. I have been there before, and oh my god, it is the most debilitating. De- de- oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? It's dehabilitating. Is that the right word? Shit, I need a coffee. It. It is um, awful let's let's do that in simple people terms <laughs> it feels awful you you feel like you can't move forward with anything because you just have this heavy weight on your shoulders and then you get that like panic attack feeling it feels bad so uh some advice that i got from a woman who actually used to work next to me she was an accountant and she put her hand you know if you put your two fingers together and lift them up where you make like a little pyramid well she did the opposite and she put her fingers down. So your fingers are together. It makes kind of like a um, an upside down triangle, so to speak. So if you can imagine her, she said, I hope that you're building your business like this and put her fingers in the up triangle and not like this and then put them in the upside down triangle. And I said, what do you mean? And she was like, did you take out a loan for this? And I said, no. And she was like, you have no debt for this salon. And I said, no. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was in my early 20s. I didn't even know that you could do that. I had no idea that you could take a loan out for a business stupid. I know, but I just didn't know. I didn't even have a credit card at the time. And she was really taken back by that. And I had explained to her like, no, I've never, I've never even had a credit card. I think I had a Macy's credit card because I was trying to build credit because nobody would give me a credit card because I had no, no credit. So I, I have never felt what it was like to be completely upside down in a business. And I have heard people who were, and just recently, you know, oh my God. So I'll get a little bit, I'm going to, I'm going to sidestep here. My vision for SoCoLashes was to be a small company. And you get to this point where you either have to decide, do we pivot and grow or do we stay small? Do we stay small and plateau? Well, we pivoted. We're like, yeah, this is awesome. And I am going to be honest with you. I was not meant to be a multi seven figure business owner. It isn't fun. It kills the joy. So, you know, we recently had to have a meeting between you know my boyfriend who's my business partner because he he's worked for the last company he worked for was a 55 million dollar company so he has different visions for the company and I can't even oh my god you guys it's like that feeling when you look into outer space and somebody says isn't that weird that it just keeps going and like once you stop you just keep going and then you go you're you stop there and then it keeps going and oh my god that gives me anxiety that's the same type of anxiety that I get when I when I think about all that money, why, why do you need that much money? Oh my God. So anyways, my point is, are you actually making a profit? Or are you making a pretty picture? Because yes, pretty pictures are beautiful. They get you followers to get you likes, but it ain't going to pay your bills. And you know what it is going to do? It's going to leave you feeling so much anxiety and so much resentment towards your business. So anybody who is thinking about opening, opening up a salon, I would highly, highly recommend sitting with, two to three people that own businesses, own salons rather. And if you don't know two to three people who own salons, then you should not be doing this because you're going to have to have somebody to turn to when you need help because it is hard. Hard, hard, lemon hard, you guys. I would just recommend sitting down with two at, or three, I would go with five if you could and ask them, do you actually make money? And when they say, yeah, I make money. This is how much I make a month and I profit this. Great, great. How much did you put into the business when you first started? And then you'll start to see, oh shit, you're still in the negative. That sucks. And you know what else? You're responsible for everything. Everything, you guys. And I just had a girl, we do business retreats. And last month we had a, a girl that came to a business retreat, Ezra. Hey, Ezra, hi, hi, And she said, you know, I'm listening to everybody say that they wouldn't own a business, but you guys all own businesses. What's with that? And I was like, that's funny. I don't know everybody else's reason, but my reason was because we spent 91 grand on this place and my boyfriend gave me the look like, you better fucking rent these rooms out (laughs) because I kind of went ham on the rooms. So, you know, explaining to her because we already spent the money and we need to pay ourselves back, um, in our rooms rent for 600 a month. And we have, um, four rooms and a room for myself. Um, so if you can do the math, it is going to take a long fucking time to make our money back you know, and we still have the overhead monthly that we pay for rent and utilities and, you know, everything else. So we are deeply in the red. And so Colashes the business paid for this because it's the same place as the warehouse. So oh God, you guys, it is deep. If you want to open up a business, totally do it, but make sure you're going to turn a profit. That's all I have to say. Actually, that's not all I have to say. You know me, I'll keep talking and talking, but Be very mindful and just ask yourself that simple question. Is this making a profit or is this making a pretty picture? Have a great day, you guys. Uh, If anybody is interested in any of our upcoming trainings, head to SoCoLashes.com. And now, as you guys know, we have trainers all over the nation. So head to SoCoLashes.com and check out where we have our educators popping up. Um, We have so many classes and we like to keep our classes small. All of our educators and us, we're all on the same page. Um, And everybody's so cool. And if anybody's doing Lash Conference, dude, you guys, um, anybody who knows what Lash Booth Collective is, basically... Lash Booth Collective is a larger scale version of what I do for the women's retreat each year. Each year I do a business retreat for women and we basically reinvent their business and they leave with a finished media kit, PR kit, however you'd like to call it. Um, But this gives them the opportunity to reach out to other companies and collaborate to actually look like on paper that they have a business together to know why they're doing this and what their end goal is. Because if you ask yourself something, you guys, what's my goal? I bet you a lot of people don't have specific goals. How much do you want to make a month? How much do you want to make a year? Do you want to be in debt? What kind of house do you want? All of these crazy questions. Do you want to have a family? Like, where are you going in life? Not just in your business. And we really dive into what you actually want and how to mathematically arrange that so that it makes the most sense. And the other thing that we do is remind yourself Why we do what we do, and find that piece of your business that you love most and figure out how to monetize that. Because in a business, you know, we'd waste so much time doing things that we hate. And that just, again, I said this before, it makes us miserable. So, figuring out what it is that we love and how to really monetize that one thing. And, you know, of course, last but most important, how to make more money by working less. Um, I hope that you love this podcast, you guys. Um, if you liked it, take a screenshot, share it on your story, tag inspo podcast, tag so Lashes. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate your support and we'll see you soon. Jenna Cash here with inspo podcast. I just wanted to say thank thank you. Thank you to everybody who has supported this podcast. Thank you to everybody who has shared this on your Instagram stories. Thank you to everybody who has told your friends about this podcast. It is fulfilling something that I didn't know needed fulfilling. And I i am so grateful from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. And feel free to leave a five-star review leave a written review. And if you didn't like this podcast, uh, don't, don't leave a review. Just go ahead and give it a five star because I made the effort. (laughs) Um, but really thank you. Thank you for your time. I know time is invaluable and you can't ever get it back. So every minute that you've listened to one of my episodes, thanks, man. if you know somebody that you think that this episode could help, take a screenshot and share it on your story for me. Or if you could give me a five-star rating and leave a written review. Appreciate it, you guys.